The following message is from King's Church 1066, based in Hastings, Bexhill and the surrounding area. For more information, head to our website, kings1066.org. I've made no effort for Christmas next to Jack, don't I? I put a bit of tinsel around my waist thinking, you know, that's, that's some effort, but who can compare with Jack? Uh, my name's Natalie. I'm part of the church here at King's. Just a really warm welcome for me, from me if it is your first time here. I don't know about you, but at this time of year, I like to take stock a little bit. I like to reflect on the year that's ending and think about what I'm hoping for from the new year. There is so much uncertainty around us, isn't there? Doesn't it feel like that more than ever at the moment? So much, we don't know what each year holds. 18 months ago, we didn't know that the Queen was about to die. So we didn't know that this year, we would have a coronation for a new king. We didn't know that war would break out in Gaza this year. We didn't know that there would be earthquakes or floods or even some of the incredible rescues that we have heard about around the world. We didn't know which celebrities would die or be disgraced. We didn't know who would win the Rugby World Cup. We didn't know that the Barbie movie would do so well at the box office. And we didn't know that we would do so badly in the Eurovision Song Contest in Liverpool. Right, maybe we did know that one, didn't we? As for next year, we don't know what will happen. We don't even know who will be running the country this time next year. But one of the things I like about Christmas is the familiarity of it. No matter what happens each year, we can rely on the fact that Christmas always happens at the end of the year, doesn't it? We have some traditions in my family, um, some things that happen year in, year out. For example, no matter how much my brother and sister and I protest, my mum refuses to put a star or an angel or anything remotely tasteful on the top of a Christmas tree. Instead, she has got a bit of an obsession with a very ugly fairy. And she likes to put the fairy on top of the tree every single year. And we don't get it, me and my brother and sister, we complain about it every year. But I think that secretly we like the fact that we can depend on the fairy being on top of the tree every single year. So why do Christians celebrate? Why do Christians all over the world celebrate every year that this baby Jesus was born? You know, whatever is going on in the world, we celebrate Christmas here. War, chaos, climate change, new innovations, new inventions, the rise and fall of governments and nations, progress, technological advance. The world has changed massively and in a multitude of ways since this baby Jesus was born. So why are we still celebrating his birthday 2,000 years after it happened? Well, some of the answers are in the Bible reading that Jack just read to us that said that to us a child has come. He's come for us and he is called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. And each one of these names tells us something about Jesus that helps to explain why his birth, but also why his life and his death and his resurrection actually still matter for us here in Hastings today. So 
So first in this reading, we're told that Jesus was called Wonderful Counselor. And to be honest with you, one of the simple reasons that Christians celebrate Christmas every year is because Jesus is wonderful. Kind of is that simple in some ways. I've been a Christian for 30 years, and the more time I spend talking to Jesus, and the more time I spend reading about him in the Bible, the more and more I realize how wonderful he is. You know, there's so much uncertainty in the world around us. And sometimes there's a lot of uncertainty within us as well, isn't there? I don't know about you. Sometimes I'm just so unsure of myself. Often we need help to navigate the world around us, to navigate through life, especially in difficult and hard seasons. You know, I've had some really good counselling that has been really, really helpful to me. And I've also got a few really wise friends, only a few, not all of them. Some of them are my really, really wise friends who I often turn to for advice. But nothing compares to the wisdom of Jesus. Nothing compares to his wisdom. Jesus is the wonderful counsellor. He is the one who knows us better than we know ourselves. The Bible tells us that he knows us fully. He knows us fully. That means he knows our thoughts. He knows our words before we say them. The Bible says that he even knows how many hairs are on our heads, though for some of us that's less of a challenging count than it is for others. Jesus is acquainted with all our ways. That means he knows what makes us tick. He knows what brought you joy this year. He knows what made you cry this year and what made you laugh. He knows what made you sad, what made you anxious, what made you angry, and more than that, he knows why. He knows why we react. He gets us. He understands us. He knows the worst thing we have said or done or thought this year, and he knows the best as well. And the reason that this is amazing is because even though he knows us fully, he loves us. He loves us so much that he was willing to be born as a baby and come and live and die for us. We are known, we are understood, and we are loved by this wonderful counselor, Jesus. And if we place our trust in him as our savior, the Bible says we can rest secure on his shoulders. In our rapidly changing world, where it can feel like our little lives don't matter that much in the grand scheme of things, Jesus knows each one of us personally. He is a personal saviour. But he's not just personal, he's also powerful. The second of his names in the Bible reading that Jack read to us is Mighty God. It's wonderful that Jesus wants a personal relationship with us. But in our individualistic culture, it's just as important that we know that Jesus is mighty God, that he is powerful, that he is all-knowing. He knows us, he loves us, he came to save us, but Christmas is actually about him, it's not about us. Jesus came as a baby, he lived as a humble man, but it's so important that we grasp the fact that actually even while Jesus was a baby or a toddler and he was learning to walk, learning to talk, learning to eat. While Jesus as a man was healing the sick and feeding the 5,000, and even while he was dying on a cross for our sins, 
at the same time as he was doing all those things, he was upholding everything. He was upholding the whole universe. Jesus came as a baby. He lived as a man, but he is also God. He is powerful and mighty and worthy of all our devotion. Jesus is the one who holds the stars in place. Right now, stars are being held up by Jesus. He is the one who keeps the earth revolving around the sun. He is the one who gives us every breath that we breathe. Nothing that exists exists without his say-so. During his life on earth, even the wind and the waves obeyed him. There's a story in the Bible of a fierce storm that rose up. And it basically says that Jesus told the wind and the waves to pipe down. And they did as they were told. Jesus is a personal saviour, but he's also a powerful saviour. And all those who call him Lord can rest secure on his shoulders. But the verses that Jack read also tell us that the whole world, the government of the whole world, is also resting on his shoulders. He is wonderful counsellor, mighty God. And the third name that Jesus was given in this passage is everlasting father. Jesus is eternal. When everything around us is changing and nothing is certain, Jesus is not only personal and powerful, he is also permanent. The Bible tells us that Jesus has always existed and he will always exist. He's always been and he will always be. He has no end and he has no beginning. And yet he knows the end from the beginning in my life, in your life, in all of human history. He knows all things. He knows the details of our lives. He knows how we change as the seasons pass. But he is unmoving. He is unchanging. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is exactly the same every minute of every second of every day. He is permanent. He never lies. He never has a bad day. He never wakes up in a bad mood. He never changes his mind and he never changes his affections. He doesn't love us one day and then change his mind the next. He is holy. He is righteous. He is good. He never does anything wrong. Isn't that amazing? He never does anything wrong. He never says the wrong thing. He never thinks anything evil or unkind. Jesus is permanent. He is called everlasting father. And this can be hard for us to get our heads around, especially if our earthly dads didn't treat us well or maybe they weren't around. But when Jesus is given this name, it speaks of the security and the stability of the best father. The one who dotes on us, who protects us, who guides us. When we come to know Jesus, we find that he is completely and utterly trustworthy in every way. And finally, in this passage, Jesus is called the Prince of Peace. To be honest with you, the main reason why Christians around the world are still celebrating the birth of Jesus 2,000 years after it happened is because he has brought us peace with God. He has brought us peace with our creator. We tend to hear more about this at Easter, 
Don't we? At Easter, we talk about the death and resurrection of Jesus. We celebrate those things. We celebrate that he died for our sins. We celebrate that he offers us reconciliation with the God who made us. That he offers us a relationship with God for all eternity to anyone who will come to him and say, I want you to be my Lord and my saviour. But at Christmas, we celebrate Jesus was born as a baby to bring us this peace with God. And this is a peace that the Bible says surpasses all understanding. It's a peace that goes beyond circumstances. It's a peace that is steady even when everything around us is shaking. This kind of peace, it's not the absence of pain. It's not the absence of trouble or hardship or grief but it's a peace within the storms of life. One of the things that Jesus said that people around him thought was utterly outrageous. In fact, it's one of the things that got him killed was that Jesus said he had the authority to forgive sins. Jesus said that he was able to forgive anyone for any wrong they have said or done or thought. And he could do this because he is the son of God. Jesus is the prince of peace because he's the only one who can give us peace with the God who made us. And this peace he brings, it's a peace of cleansed conscience. It's a peace of sins forgiven. It's the peace that comes from knowing the one we can call wonderful counselor. It's the peace that comes from knowing this one who is mighty God, everlasting Father. And it comes from knowing he is present with us. Emmanuel, God with us, no matter what is going on inside us or around us. Jesus is personal. He is powerful. He is permanent. And he is present with us. He is wonderful and he is worthy of our worship. And that's why we celebrate his birth this Christmas and every Christmas. If you want to know more about this wonderful Jesus, after the service, you can pick up one of these Explore booklets. That just tells you a little bit more about who this Jesus is. Or you might want to do an Alpha course, which you're going to hear a bit about in a few minutes.